We are back, and you're still going strong, Ronica. I'm still alive, still making strides, still making strides. Well, you are. You have just you're you're past the the infancy stage. You're headed into puberty here with all your interviews, and you had a very a special guest for me, someone who I I want to say this is the first time we've had a national champion be a part of our uh, our family, our Winning Edge family. And I couldn't be more excited for you to have Daryl Reynolds on um, on the What's Next with Ronica. What did you expect to kind of hear from the conversation? Um, I expected, you know, you mentioned he's a national champion, uh, someone who didn't know what they were going to do post-playing career. Um, someone that figured it out afterwards and doing the research on him, he was a starter every single game, his senior year, national in his junior year. So I just expected someone who, you know, was like the student athlete identity was everything to yeah. him. Winning a championship <laughs> takes a lot out of you and it, it becomes who you are. Like if I ever won a national championship, even if it was in ping pong, I would lead with that every time someone met me. Hi, I'm Kareen. I'm a national champion. Um, it's the only thing in my bio. Yeah, it's the only thing in my bio. National champion and owner of Drake. But um, yeah, so I, I, be, I was really interested to kind of hear, like, to have that mentality switch so quickly. And you'll talk more yeah. about, like, how that transition happened. But, like, to go from winning the national championship, playing overseas, and then not. Yeah, in a matter of just this simple injury, not a simple injury, it was a big injury that ended his career, but it happens in a matter of seconds and you realize your life is changing as you know it. Yeah. Um, was there anything surprising from the conversation? I think what was surprising was that he had already been working with media before he left, so it wasn't something completely new to him. He had talked with his coaches and with his media staff at Villanova so being able to come back and use those same resources was at his advantage but I was surprised that he was already interested in doing it it wasn't something new for him I I want to say I don't want to give too much of the conversation away but I know one thing that kind of struck me as like ooh, remember this is like the conversation uh, or the question that you asked him about what he would do and he mentioned starting earlier, and I know that was something that you kind of, looking back now, you wish you had started earlier. From the conversation, do you think that our audience, student-athletes who are listening, would take hear those words and maybe try to do something while they're still in school? Yeah, once they hear it from people that have experienced it and people that are close to their age, their fellow peers who are wishing that they would have started it at their age. And it's never too late, it's never too early, but um, if they can start where they are right now instead of waiting until later, they're at a higher advantage than everyone else in the game. So I think hearing it from other people and hearing it from people who are going through it right now will hopefully be a wake-up call because I know for me it was. I mean, but you guys hear it all the time. And, you know, as student-athletes, like, the team meetings and the meetings with your student-athlete development director and your academic advisor, they're always telling you, you know, those commercials where the NCAA says, you know, 99.9% of our <laughs> athletes are going to go pro and something else. So it's not like you guys haven't heard it before. What? Yeah. Why did you think, like, 
this conversation is really gonna hit the nail on the head because it's different when you're hearing it from you know the NCAA and those commercials or it's cliche but it's it's different when it's someone who's actually going through it and someone you can see making strides to becoming a successful director, content creator, whatever it may be. Um, someone who's currently experiencing it and is in your shoes. It's not like I've been out of the game and I've had this long playing career and I'm coming back to it. I haven't even graduated yet. So I know exactly what it's like. And I know where I wish I would have been earlier. So I think it's different when you're hearing it from someone who's actually doing it at the same moment that you are. Boom. I'm going to end on that because your conversation is so great. Um, Looking forward to hearing how people respond to your conversation and, and just super excited about it. Same. Same. Well, tune in to the rest of this episode with Daryl Reynolds and Ronica Stone talking about his transition from being a national champion at Villanova killing it on the court and making that transition after um, just your whole life identity kind of changes. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How you doing? You know, being as good as I can. Excited <laughs> for this conversation. Oh, gosh. Uh, you look tired. No, 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 no. Just my allergies, my allergies. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's getting nice up here. I'm in Philly, so it's getting nice up here, and it's just it's really starting to pick up. Yeah, but, I would uh, take two Zyrtex yesterday. I, I, yeah, I need to. I need to get on it. But thank you for having me on, though. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so like I mentioned before, during your college career, we're gonna. I'm just going to gas you up a little bit before we start. 2016 national champion. Played in every game. You were a key mm-hmm. role player off the bench. And mm-hmm. then that was your junior year. Senior year, started as a senior, named captain. You guys went 32-4, and four, Big East champs, tournament champs. Then went, played overseas, and unfortunately had a career-ending injury, yeah. which led you to who you are now. Mm-hmm. But we're going to backtrack. When you were a student athlete, what were you doing then to make you who you are today? Uh, I think when I was a student athlete, I really paid attention in, in class. And I know that sounds cliche, but mm-hmm. I knew for me, like, the ball's going to stop one day. You know, on my recruiting visit to Nova, coach was very adamant about life after basketball and making sure you have another passion. Cause he's like, you never know when this game's going to end. And I don't know why it, just, it seemed to stick. Obviously, I know now it was something that, you know, it was life was like, listen, man, kind of nudging me, like, you know, pay attention. So I just made sure I was constantly on, like, anything I could do with communications, just, you know, um, anything I could figure out as far as screenwriting or journalism or broadcast journalism, any project I can get involved with outside of basketball. And I think part of it came from, quite frankly, at the college level, you know this, like, you're always around your teammates. You're Mm -hmm. always around your coaches. (laughs) So it turned into kind of like an escape, like, all right, let me just – you know what I mean? Let me step outside of this a little bit. So I think part of it was I really liked it. I was looking towards the future. But the other part of it was like, I need a break from ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how did your goals change from when you were in school to mm-hmm. when you ended when you ended up getting injured? Not, oh, man. If anything, it is, as wild as it sounds, I think I got more passionate about basketball after I got out of college. 
Mm. Uh, I don't know what it is about being professional. I don't know if it's the fact that it was money in my pocket at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> it could have been several things, but for some reason, I I got a uh, I don't even think reinvigorated is a word. Revigorated, whatever the word is. We can I make up whatever you want. I was about to say, yeah, I don't want to make up a word, but I got re-energized with basketball mm. after college, you know, and I think it was several things. Like I said, money being a part of it. The other part of it was just the professional lifestyle was different. Um, I didn't have my books, so it was really just my passion for writing and basketball. And I think that kind of gave me the energy to pursue it more. Um, so if anything, I started to love basketball that much more, which made this a, a little more shocking when it happened, to be mm -hmm. honest. But that's life. So how did your goals change from when you got injured? What was what was it that you realized you had to do when your career ended? Oh, really start to use my network. Really start mm -hmm. to use my network. You know, as as a student athlete, we we know a lot of people via social media. We know a lot of people. Just you know, we could walk in the room and talk to them, and you don't realize how vital those people can be. Um, and you can be to those people, quite frankly, uh, until you're not playing. You know what I mean? I think once I got hurt, I realized, like, you're not an athlete anymore. My identity kind of changed. So my goal was just like, all right, you know what I mean? I really have to tap into uh, my network and give back and give back. I think as a, as a student athlete, as an athlete, period, you're kind of taught a certain brand of selfishness. And there's no knock to it. You have to. You have to, you know, to get to Mark, Michael Jordan has said it a million times, like, you got to be selfish to get to a certain point, And then you got to be selfless to stay there once you get there. Um, but once I got out of that, I was just like, all right, how do I, how do I help other people? Yeah. And you spoke on having the network and creating that community. So after you got injured and you came back to Villanova and you came back to that program Yeah. and you were there as a graduate assistant. No, uh, director of player development. I was a glorified graduate assistant. I ain't going to okay, okay. I, I ain't about to We're going to give you like that title. Yeah, exactly. We're I wasn't no assistant coach. I was, I was director of player development, which yeah. is a, a job that guys who kind of want to get into coaching, they take up. How did you obtain that role? Um, I was actually talking to Coach Wright about my show. So, you know, I started the show, Stay Tuned with D-Ray, as soon as we uh, – as soon as that summer hit, I was like, all right, I want to do this. I want to see how this goes. And I'm talking to him about being on the show. And I could see, like, as I'm talking to him, his eyes are kind of, like, going back and forth. You could tell, like, his wheels are spinning. Yeah. He works out. You know, you want the director to play a development job. I'm just like, all right, thanks for paying attention. But, like, for him, it was a way to get me on campus, uh, do my recovery, be around the program. But he always liked me as a player. That's why, he, you know, he made me a cat of my senior year because he was like, you've seen the program from – several positions you know I didn't play as a freshman I barely played as a sophomore I had to play a lot as a junior and I had to start as a senior so kind of being in those different roles he felt like I was somebody who could speak to a lot of different uh players in different positions and that year he was he needed it and, and I needed them but um they had like no seniors they only had like two they had two redshirt seniors and everybody else was freshman and sophomore so he was like yeah. I want somebody like you on staff for this so that's pretty much how it, yeah, that's how it came about, randomly, very randomly, when I think about it. <laughs> but, so you got to start it, you built the community, and you were there. What was it like to be on the other side of things? You're, now you're almost like a mentor to mm -hmm. your former, your former teammates. <laughs> so what was that like? Uh, humbling. 
humble, <laughs> first of all, because I, I got to see in real time a lot of the mistakes, a lot of the things I did in college, and a lot of the ways I thought uh, in real time. A lot of guys see that, you know, you come back 10, 15 years after you had a professional career, you come back and see that. But seeing it that next year out was real humbling. It was weird with Eric and Phil, uh, Phil Booth and Eric Pascal, sorry, because I played with them. So to coach them was just, it was very odd. Um, but it provided a lot of closure to be honest, provide a lot of closure for me because I got to see why college athletics, you know, was what it was. I got to see the the meetings. I got to sit in administrative meetings and hear how things got licensed and, and traded off and how money changed hands and things like that. And I realized like, oh, this is why it is what it is. And, you know, it just, it helped, it helped bring closure, you know what I mean, to my mm -hmm. college career. Yeah, because a lot of the times I see, I mean, I'm still in it. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Exactly. And like you guys do, like the, at the top you know and it kind of trickles down to the, like the less and less information that you know and so you got to see both sides so that's really cool yes um and you mentioned stay tuned with dre mm -hmm. how did that start what was the what was the purpose of the show uh the purpose of it was originally debating the 16 versus 18 team so you know mm -hmm. we wanted 16 they make it back at 18 and win and immediately turn us into those older brothers that like nobody's really paying attention to. <laughs> yeah. So it was just, you had to, sorry, somebody just called me. Um, um, I was like, we had um... to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I didn't even know that could happen. Um, you know, we had to figure out, all right, who's the better team? So I was like, listen, I want to mm -hmm. do a show. I've always admired the talk show feel. I was like, I want to do a show that we're going to debate this. I'm going to bring y'all up like it's on, like, you know, Arsenio show. And we're going to sit down and talk about it. And then we were like, let's get the managers involved. Let's get the coaches involved. And before I know it, it turned into something better than I could even imagine. It turned into just talking about the program as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, all right, I like this. I, I really have a passion for it. Getting ready for it kind of reminded me of getting ready for a game. You know what I mean? Like putting research in and figuring out questions to ask guys. It felt like I was watching film again. I was like, anything that kind of feeds that while I'm not playing, I was like, just keep mm -hmm. going at it. You know what I mean? Keep going at it. I saw that you guys went to overtime yesterday. You guys had like an esports game. You guys ended yes. up winning. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. I bet that felt good. Yes. <laughs> I, had to, I had to mention it. <laughs> but for those who want to do what you're doing and mm -hmm. I guess, what would be your takeaways so people can do exactly what you're doing so student athletes right now can build that network and also potentially make a show like you did? I mean, I, I got to be honest, I'm taking a page out of your book. Start earlier. You know what I mean? Start earlier. You, you already started a lot of things. Uh, if you're in school and you still have those connections, start earlier. Yeah, I, I admire people like you. I wish I would have done a bit more. As much as I studied and admired and kind of you know, behind the scenes, looked at things and talked to different people. Like, I wish I would have actually got in front of the camera earlier. I wish I would have actually mm -hmm. tried to um, just branch out a little bit quicker. Because quite frankly, when you're an athlete, they're going to answer you a little bit faster. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Gonna, you make <laughs> like a phone not. call. It's going to get, exactly, exactly. It's going to get picked up a little quicker. You send that email, you might get it back sooner. Um, and not saying that I didn't, you know, have that. Thank God I was freshly removed from college so a lot of people you know you still have that name recognition but definitely start early the earlier you start figuring out what you want to do and figuring out who you have to connect with to make that happen the easier it becomes it's crazy because you said that you admire me for starting i wish i would have started even earlier i'm like what 
Oh yeah, that's how so, it yeah, goes. I'm like, no, I really wanted to wish. I wish I would have done this in high school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but exactly. you talk about like branching out. I saw mm-hmm. your 2019 game changer. Shout out the Wii leadership. Shout out Kareem. Yeah, what man. were what were your biggest takeaways from the 2019 game changer retreat? Biggest takeaways. I want. I just want two. I want two. Two. Yeah. Uh, that shyness thing. It doesn't work in this industry. You know what I mean? The whole I'm going to play the back seat and just let everything come to me. That doesn't work. You you got to be aggressive. You got to take initiative um, and make it clear what you want to do um, and give and give. You know, I, I love that we showed up that year. We were the, the second cohort and we saw a lot of people were there from the first time around. You know what I mean? And I can't help but believe like. A lot of them are getting jobs. A lot of them are finding different things in their career and having all these opportunities because they were back the second time around, making sure our experiences was as nice, if not better than theirs. Uh, yeah. So give, you know what I mean? I, I think, like I said, as, as student athletes, as athletes in general, we get taught a certain brand of selfishness. And it's not, I don't say that as a knock, but it is something that you kind of got to unlearn. And the, it's, mm-hmm. I think the more you give, the more you get back. You know what I mean? So, so give. Yeah, and I saw that within your Stay Tune Network, you have a fellow game changer in Avery Mars that comes on your show. So what did the treat do in terms of your relationship building and being able to expand your brand? Uh, first of all, that's her show. That's her show. That's why her name oh, is first on it. It's under the network. It's under the network, but that is her show. Uh, but it, it, did, it did wonders. You know what I mean? I was... Mm. Um, I'm working on something right now, um, a project centered around Kobe Bryant. And I put out a video for it earlier this year. Um, actually about to enter in a few film festivals called Dear Kobe. I went to Lower Marion, so it was just yeah, certain things that. for me. Yeah, I was like, let me let me get this off my chest. And she watched it. And when I was up in New York, right before all this had started for the Big East tournament, I actually went over to ESPN and talked to her. You know what I mean? Like, that's major. The fact that I can talk to her still and, and, and be able to get her feedback and uh, be humbled on several things that I needed to, to get together on the video, but also like grow and learn. It was, she coached me up. She coached yeah. me up real nice on that project. So just to have that ability to do that, uh, you know, Corinne, like you said, I've talked to her several times this year about things that she's been working on. This is one of them. So to be a part of this is huge. And just that, that network was just, it was amazing. You know what I mean? It, it was amazing. Yeah. I wish I'm jealous. I didn't get to go. I was supposed to go, but we went to Europe instead, my volleyball team, which is not a bad thing at all. I love being I was about to say. I'm not complaining. So <laughs> we're going to open it up to questions. If you guys have any more, you can keep asking. Um, oh, this is a great question from my little brother, <laughs> who's watching right now. What is the best way to form connections and build your network with others? Great question, RJ. I know you're in the uh, house somewhere. Uh <laughs> Shout out RJ, uh, but make sure your your social media um, from Instagram to LinkedIn to Twitter to Facebook, which a lot of people don't understand how powerful Facebook still really is. Make sure all that aligns with who you are. You know, those are the new business cards. You wouldn't hand somebody a business card if you were a plumber. You wouldn't hand somebody a business card saying you a professional skydiver. You know what I mean? I know that's a hell of an analogy. <laughs> But what I'm just saying is, like, make sure... A stretch. Exactly, <laughs> a stretch and a half. But make sure that it's in correlation of what you want to do and who you yeah. are. Good. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Kareem, 
chiming in, what campus resources did you take advantage of and still do to help your career? Um, quite frankly, the, the career center linked me with several interns that helped a lot. I think I think that career center is something that we don't even realize how big it is. Like I said, as student athletes, you kind of it's it's not a bubble. I don't I hate to use these words as a negative, you know what I mean? But it, mm -hmm. it's a bubble. It's a bubble in a sense. But that career center is powerful because it's something that you know uh, future you know students at your school look into, current students and then alumni. They all kind of answer to that career center. So the career center not only linked me with several people uh, who alumni who liked what I was doing, but you know, students who were on campus were willing to help out. And I could not have done that show um, without them. And shout out, I know he's not watching this, but a professor of mine named Hezekiah Lewis, who really quarterbacked that show. So shout out him too. Sorry. Uh, Kareem, she wants you to mention, what project did you have while you were in school? I did a, I was part of a documentary group and they mm -hmm. traveled to South Africa. Um, shot a documentary around this woman who um she had uh she contracted hiv and aids and turned her story into like a very powerful and just use it as a vehicle to help a lot of women in cape town um so that was something i was yeah, i was very happy to be on on the back end i couldn't travel to south africa with them but post-production i helped out a lot mm -hmm. but personally i did a silent film i've always had a thing for like that italian music I'm mm -hmm. from South Philly, so I think it's, I was kind of around them, and I would, I would be like, ah, I like this. I like this. is nice. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I mean, that's very it. <laughs> <laughs> my fault, my fault. But I did this silent film with two of my teammates and a young lady from the uh, women's team, and it, like, blew up. I, I think that was, that was pretty much my first film. So uh, it's called Phyllis Payne, uh, F-P-H-I... L-L-I-S, pain, on uh, YouTube. And it's hilarious. It's, it's just the pursuit of a, a young fella going after a girl. He doesn't end up getting there in the end, but you got to watch it. It's hilarious. I'll, I'll make sure to tune in after. So how can viewers and people that are going to watch this later stay tuned with you and what you are doing? Uh, thank you, first of all. Uh, first of all, follow the Stay Tuned Network, uh, mostly on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, follow me if you will, you know what I mean. But but the the bulk of the stuff lives on there. So stay tuned, network. Like I said, the names the same on across all platforms and Facebook. Sorry, I keep forgetting Facebook, 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 Facebook. It's the names the same on all those. And what what is next with what you're doing? What projects or shows that do you have coming up? Uh, I want to turn this Kobe project into a bigger one. Yeah, you know I mean that was a a interview that I really wanted. You know, it was as a, a guy at Nova now, and he would be like, man, if you get that Kobe interview, and I would always say, it's, it's a matter of when. You know what I mean? Stop saying it. If I was like, I'm going to get it. And unfortunately, obviously, that's not going to happen. There are much bigger things going on in the world. But I would like to uh, talk to people who knew him just to kind of mm -hmm. figure out who he was because that was a part of that interview. So like I said, the thing is called Dear Kobe. I'm actually going to put out the trailer for it later today. But, um, yeah, I want to turn that into a bigger project. So that's been my main focus, just figuring out what I have to do for that. I'm actually going to enter it in the Atlanta Film Festival later this okay. year. You know what I mean? So, Congratulations already. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope to make it out the first round. But listen, just, just to get accepted to that would be dope. So, yeah. like I said, for me, that's the main thing right now. I'll try to connect you with Sabrina because 
he was a really big mentor for her. And so talking to her, I think would be super beneficial. Look at us I would, connecting. I would appreciate that. Of course. But thank you for your time. And I hope you enjoy your Cinco de Mayo. And yeah, you can't forget it. No, 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 I'm trying to get out of these tacos, man. Everything shut no. down. But I, I appreciate that. Of course. Thank you for being a guest. Of course. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So, guys, um, that was Daryl Reynolds. Like he said, you can follow him on the Stay Tuned Network or look at his IG. It's like d.ray, the director. And to keep following along, turn on your push notifications on every different platform, including Facebook, because we're on there too. And subscribe to our YouTube. We're going to keep posting, and these videos will come out today and tomorrow. We'll start releasing more. Next week's guest, we're going to have TJ Brassel. He's a former Oregon track and field thrower, and now he's with um, Pac-12, and he started his own podcast, and Brandon Waken. And we're going to get them on. We're going to talk to them about who they are, what they do, where they come from. And also, I mentioned it before, Mobot. It's the first foam roll water bottle, I'm telling you. It's actually it's so cool because you don't have to have both with you at time. You have a foam roller and you have a water bottle in one. You can go on to Mobot.com to get one yourself. Use promo code What's Next to get 25% off. And you can be as cool as me. Probably cooler if you get the biggest size with size which is called Big Bertha. So don't forget about this and don't forget to keep tuning in and turning on your push notifications. And we'll see you on Thursday. Bye.